This is Troy Wagner. This is Eric Miller. We are Ravers for Recovery. Recovery. And if you're listening to this, so are you. you. How was your day? How was your week? We want to hear from you. Reach out to us by email, info at raversforrecovery.org. And go ahead and connect with others in recovery by joining our Facebook page. And always stay up to date with the latest news by visiting our website, www.raversforrecovery.org. And now, join us for this week's podcast. Hey folks, I'm Eric Miller, I'm in Ravers for Recovery. Uh, Troy is out again tonight, with a, uh, he's at a group function uh, so uh, for Valentine's, so uh, there's a guest speaker tonight with uh, 10 years of sobriety and uh, doing a guest speaking and he will be there, so you're stuck with me again tonight and uh, so I figured I'd just sit here and talk to you a little bit longer. Uh, tonight I'm going to be talking about re- um, relapse and um, uh, all the things that go into relapse and stuff. So um, bear with me. I'm glad you're here. Hope you uh, hope I do it some justice. And uh, so let's get this started. So relapse. Uh, relapse is a reality. Um, first and foremost, um, it can happen. It does happen. Um, you know, there's a saying is you know you. <laughs> can't save your face and your ass at the same time um it it is not it's not recovery is not a a simple matter of not using um success from abstinence you know isn't isn't like you're necessarily successful because you've got 40 years or you've got 30 years or you've got 10 years or three months um you know recovery is not a simple matter of not using drugs um it's so much more than just not using drugs. Um, <clears throat> also, a misconception that relapse is a complete failure. Um, relapse is not a complete failure. Uh, many times, relapse is the candle that, that lights the fuse that possibly gets you past those destructive moments, possibly gets you beyond those periods and times that you've had trouble uh, tackling to begin with in the first place. Um, you know... It may be, it may be the experience that brings about more rigorous applications to your program, to your recovery. Uh, because so many of us want to run and hide. Um, so many of us want, you know, it's like we have this this guilt or this self pity or the self centered the shame. Uh, they say the shame, blame, and guilt. You know. Uh, we don't want to face who we really are. And that can be a scary part sometimes. I mean, that can be a really scary thing, especially in sobriety, because you're dealing with feelings. (laughs) You're dealing with emotions. Um, You're dealing with problems that typically and normally in your active addiction, you used in those situations to mask those feelings of responsibility, uh, of apathy. of procrastination um, you used to hide from yourself and that's that's typically where relapse happens you know relapse isn't something that just happens when it happens it happens long before the actual act takes place 
Um, if you're in a program and you are working your program or not working your program and you let certain things come into play, you know, that could be... Uh, and that could be part of the reason too. If you're not in a program and you try to do it yourself and you want to try and quit, but you're not finding success in that, those things are going to allow relapse to happen. Those things are going to allow for those tendencies to come back into your life. Um, <clears throat> not taking care of our own personal affairs lowers the self-esteem. Uh, lowers, you know, it established a pattern that repeats itself over and over again. It's kind of like the definition of insanity. You know, doing things over and over again, expecting a different result. <clears throat> you know, and all addicts are necessarily, are generally the same. Um, you know, where we differ is the rate of our recovery and the degree of our sickness. You know, going to a meeting, getting a program, finding some a spiritual connection, a spiritual advisor, be it uh, whomever, uh, a god of your understanding. You know, these are the things that lay the groundwork for your recovery. You know, relapse. You know, you're never forced into relapse. It's a choice, and and that choice is is based on where you are at what you were going through, um, what crisis is happening at the time that you are unable to deal with. Are you isolated? Are you alone? Are you trying to do it yourself? Are you not reaching out? Are you not talking to somebody? These are all things that are danger zones. These are all things that, that can cause someone to question their recovery and, or question their sobriety. And, you know, what I say to that is, you know, is <clears throat> you have to have a desire to improve your life. You have to have a desire to want to get better, to be present, to be responsible, to be all those things that your disease told you you couldn't be. And, <clears throat> you know, in that, in that there's... That's where it's our self-destructive behavior cries for failure. <laughs> it, it tells us that we can't succeed. It tells us that I can't do this. It tells us that you know we we aren't capable of doing this. That we we can't have a normal life, and we can. Um, it's you know it's the scariest it's the scariest thing ever. You know, and that scariness, that scary part of it all is, is that you're having to deal with whom you are at the time, you know, and you're having to deal with situations that you've never really had the opportunity, you know, to actually deal with. And those things, all those things come into play. And so relapse is, is a thing. It happens, you know, but... You, it's not the end of you. It, it, it's not something that defines you. I mean, it, there, are, there are people in the program who have spent 20 years getting clean. Um, you know, they keep coming back. 
and they keep coming to the meetings and they'll keep getting welcome to market you know welcome with open arms and you know you get your chips and you talk and it's a struggle it really is i mean if it were easy everyone would do it and you know it's not so there there are just you know there are a bunch of things you know it's like you have to reach a turning point in your life where you've had enough you know um don't let the blame don't let the shame uh, don't let the guilt take over um don't let those things tell you who you are and 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 try to define what it is you did you know if you try to rationalize that situation if you try to rationalize that moment uh, on your own then it isn't it isn't going to it isn't going to turn out like you want it to turn out, you know, um, freedom comes from the willingness to want to hang on come hell or high water, you know, um, disasters are temporary, um, crisis situations are temporary, um, moments where you doubt yourself, moments in which you have, uh, a situation that you don't know how you're going to be able to solve is is difficult, you know, but they're temporary. And holding on to that belief, holding on to the belief that you can stay clean, that you don't have to use, and, you know, uh, that you're not going to use for today. Those are all instruments that you have in your battle. Um getting into a program, going to a meeting, saying, hey, you know, uh, I'm an addict, I need help, you know, putting things on the table, letting those things be, getting those things out, not isolating, not letting them build up inside of you, not letting those things swell or manifest or, or, or um, you know, become infectious uh, to your system, because if you keep it inside, then it's not doing any it's not doing you any good you know you have to talk about those things you have to confide in somebody and if you're in a program then you get a sponsor if you're talk to another addict talk to another another program you know another member talk to someone in the fellowship talk to someone at church talk to a friend getting it out letting people you know and obviously someone you trust you know uh, just you know, and, and be be choosy about that. Uh, that would be my advice. I mean, just don't randomly, you know, talk to somebody. I mean, I guess if, if that's your, if it's the only thing you can do at that time, then that's what, I, you know, you can do. But, um, you know, so, and it's scary. I mean, if, if you, if you, uh, I haven't had any personal experience in my recovery with this yet, but I, I have known people who have, and you know what? I don't think less of them. I don't think anyone in addiction thinks less of them. Addiction is a disease. Addiction doesn't mm-hmm. care who you are. And I know you've heard me say this before, and I've said it a thousand times. There is no prejudice with addiction. It, it will kill you. <laughs> Given enough time, it will kill you. And if you have enough clean and sobriety time and whatnot, and you relapse, there's a good chance it would kill you also. And, you know, because you don't realize... 
you know, we don't realize the destructive nature of that drug when you've been off it for a while. You don't realize that when you go back to doing things, that there are things that that you forgot what that drug did to you. You forgot what uh, the how it made you feel and the disasters and the pitfalls that it brought up. You know, drugs changed us in such a way that we forget how lethal they are and uh, trying to understand that is is hard to do in itself um you know it'll either kill us or it's going to lead us to the real us and you know it doesn't have to be embarrassing and it doesn't have to be you don't have to be shameful or anything like that that's part of the disease so you know relapse you know it is it, interesting <laughs> you know it's 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 uh difficult for people to understand how someone could be have that much clean time and then and then relapse you know um it was like how can you have how can you do this how can you do that you know it's it's not about the time that you have you know it's about the it's about the recovery and the program that you've created for yourself the spiritual connection that you find with yourself or your higher power um you know you have to maintain an attitude of thankfulness for being clean um it's easier to remain clean when you take those things one step at a time it's easier to uh, abstain from using drugs when you take things one step at a time um you know if you you carry a message to another addict you know uh, you put yourself on the other side of those tables or you put yourself on the other side of that person and you listen to what they're going through and you can relate and you can relate in a very very understanding way I, uh, I remember early on in my uh, in my sobriety, I had, you know, I'd given out my number for someone who, uh, if they ever needed anything, to call, and you know, I would come get them or go do what I could, no questions asked. And this person called and said that they needed a ride because they were in a bad place and they needed, you know, someone to come get them. So and it was uh, probably about 11 o'clock at night. I was already in bed, so um, I got up, and, you know, got dressed, and got in my truck, and figured out where they were at, and drove down to get them, and, and they were pretty high when I picked them up, um, and I remember them sitting in my passenger seat, and, um, you know, we drove away from where they were at, and we, and we got to a, a, a safer place, and they were talking to me and I remember sitting there and, and looking at them and in the state that they were in and I could remember very vividly being in that state. I could remember very vividly um, being in that position um, and, and I knew on a very personal level what they were going through and I could hear them talking and at the same time, though, I was think I could hear myself thinking, and all I could think to myself was, I'm really glad that I wasn't in their spot. Um, 
I'm really glad that I was no longer in that situation, that I no longer put myself in that predicament, and that I no longer had that paranoia or hysteria or fear or being scared or, or, or being in that condition. And I didn't judge them. I, wa- I wasn't, I wasn't uh, you know, I wasn't... Uh, I was very empathetic to their situation. I, I, I cared very much about where they're at because... I knew what it was like to be that scared, you know. And this is a person who had been clean for some time and 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 had relapsed and had done this a couple of times. I'm I'm thankful to say that today they're doing better in their program because they're working a program. They're they're giving themselves a chance, and you know that's really what it's all about. Um, I'm not saying that a program is, is the answer for everybody. But it is the answer. Um, I think everyone should work a 12-step program, be it AA, be it NA, be it SMART, be it whatever program is out there. Um, I think everyone should be in touch with a higher power uh, of their understanding, a God of their understanding. Uh, Because, you know, the message through our experience, strength, and hope... um, is crucial it's very crucial because you need that you know uh, when you first start your sobriety it's it's a very fragile existence it's it's thin ice i mean it's a scary time because you're confessing to strangers your deepest and darkest fears you're talking to people about things that you don't think anyone else understands, but everyone in that room understands what you're going through, you know, and it's hard, you know, but it gets easier, and it gets easier every day, you know, um, you know, whether you have 20 years clean or two days clean, it's just for today, um, like I said at the beginning of this, you know, just because you have a lot of time of, you know, abstinence where you're not using, doesn't mean it's successful. You know, I'm successful on a 24-hour day-to-day basis. Oh, I'm successful uh, when I go through a moment and I decide I don't want to use and I decide not to use. I, I'm successful when I confer with my higher power about a situation that I'm having trouble with. I'm successful when I call my sponsor. I'm successful when I'm having those feelings and I talk to somebody or I go to a meeting or I go to, uh, you know, get myself to a program that's going to give me the best fighting chance possible for me to live my life. Because life happens. Whether you want it to or not, it happens. And it's going to happen, and it'll continue to happen, you know. But you have to, you have to learn to live life on life's terms, and and but you can set your terms for yourself, and that means that, you know, yes, relapse is a reality. Yes, relapse can and does happen, like I said, you know. But there are ways and means that are out there. There are tools at your disposal. Uh, there are programs um, that can help you and more importantly there are people who are willing to help you who understand where you're at who understand what you're going through uh, where you've been um, and that can help you 
find the light again in your life and find that happiness find that spirituality within yourself that says hey I'm a good person I'm a decent person I have a lot to offer uh, I've had some experiences but these experiences you know help me be a better person there's this thing in the groups that you know I am not what I did um, and that's true for a lot of people you know we weren't in our right minds we, uh, we weren't capable of understanding the harm that we were causing ourselves or our family or our friends or our loved ones. We weren't capable of understanding the hurt and the defeat and the lies and, and, and the misconceptions that we were giving people because we ourselves were hurting and lying to ourselves. And that's difficult for people to understand, you know. Um, but, you know, there is a way to get better and that way is just to give yourself a break uh, don't be too hard on yourself and uh, if you want it you, there are ways and means out there to get it and you can you can beat this and you can overcome this and you can live a clean and happy and successful and fulfilling life and um, you know that's the message that's my message to you um, that's what I. Uh, that's why I do this because I. There is a benefit in carrying this message that you're not alone. Uh, you don't have to isolate. You don't have to be hard on yourself. So, anywho, um, that's about all I got tonight. So I hope I did relapse some justice. Uh, it's a new topic for me to talk about. Um, I look forward to Troy coming back next week, hopefully. I hope you're having a good time, buddy, where you're at. Um, thank you for all of you who tuned in. Much appreciated. And um, that's all I got. I'm Eric Miller, Ravers for Recovery. And thank you. You have been listening to another episode of the Ravers for Recovery podcast. I am Troy Wagner. I'm Eric Miller. And we are Ravers for Recovery. Recovery. And if you listen to this, you are too. Go ahead and join the Facebook group, which is growing quickly. You'll find that with keyword Ravers for Recovery. Also, make sure to check out the website. A lot of cool info on there. That's at raversforrecovery.org. Until next time, again, we are... Ravers for Recovery. recovery.